Have you ever felt left out or bad because you feel like someone has forgotten about you? You texted your friend two days ago and she hasn't texted you back. You start to get yourself in this negative spiral. You begin to get annoyed. How could she forget to text me back? Then you start thinking, maybe she's mad. She's mad at me for some reason. Maybe she's upset because I didn't want to register for that 5K race with her. Maybe this and maybe that, and that it all goes downhill from there. Have you ever done this? Today, we're going to talk about assumptions. I'm talking about the negative ones, making them, why we make them, and four ways to help stop this madness. We are also going to talk briefly about how you can stop taking things so personally and some ways that will help. Welcome to You Can Do Amazing Things, the podcast to help you get out of your own way and accomplish more in your life. I'm Holly Roman, and together we're going to unlock what's holding you back from your next goal and get you into action to step into your greatness and have the success you've been dreaming of. If you're looking for a positive place each week to grow and learn, get inspired to take your next steps so you could feel more success, joy, and happiness, meet me here every Thursday. It'll be like our weekly chat. We'll drink our coffee or favorite drink together, and we'll definitely have some fun learning, growing, and accomplishing your next amazing thing. Let's do this. Making assumptions. Why do we do this? Well, first of all, we all do it, right? But let me share a quick story that just happened to me last week. As many of you know, I walk my dog every morning and evening, and it's just the best. The morning walk is a longer walk, and this is my time. I love it. It's my time to learn. I put on an audiobook or an online video, podcast, anything that I could just dig into, which is usually something about personal development, like growing, improving, that kind of thing. This is just something I love, and I, I really crave it. So as you can imagine, this usually has me on my phone a lot, trying to choose what I'm going to listen to, or if something finishes, I'm on the phone picking another episode, or it might be a video that I'm just watching on my phone, and so I'm listening and watching holding the phone. And I'm saying this part because it's relevant to the story. The other morning, one of my neighbors saw me as he was driving by, and this is a neighbor I talk to every so often. I don't know him super well, but he slowed down and rolled down his window to chat. He said hi and things, and then he said this. So do you ever spend time just relaxing and you're not on your phone? <laughs> okay, I was caught off guard, but I quickly answered, you know what? I do, but this is such a fun thing for me. I just love learning and I'm usually on my phone because I'm listening to an audiobook or a podcast and that kind of thing. And then he said, oh, oh, I get it. Oh, that's great. Well, I was just wondering. And then a car was waiting, so he just went on his way. Okay, I just have two things to say about that. One is how does someone just assume that I'm on my phone not relaxing or doing something productive? And why did he seem to assume it was negative? <laughs> I thought, wow, he doesn't even know me. And it just kind of hit me that way. I really wasn't mad, but it did make me think how quick we are to make assumptions. And a lot of times they're not so positive. The second thing I wanted to say about the story is that it's a good reminder to not take things personally. This might not be the greatest example, and we'll talk about more examples in a bit, but after I thought about it and I asked myself, why would he even ask me that? I knew he was older than me, maybe even into his late 60s or 70s, definitely a different generation, so maybe he thinks anything on the phone isn't relaxing, and he just has different views. Perfectly his opinion, and then I let it go. I really didn't 
take it as a personal attack, as I'm sure he wasn't trying to make me feel bad, but it did prompt me to do an episode about it. So let's go back to why do we do this? There are a couple of reasons. First, our brain definitely searches for patterns in our thinking or in our behavior or assumptions in this example, as it's the easiest. And as we talked about, our brains are wired that way to be so efficient. In fact, I know you felt this so many times where you feel like things just happen automatically. When you drive to work and you can't even remember how you got there because you were thinking about all the things you had to do after work during the drive, (laughs) the drive was actually done on autopilot. Isn't that funny when that happens? So your brain on autopilot has a name and it's called the default mode network. And it's where a group of different parts of your brain work together, allowing you to do things more automatically. And then it frees up your mind to think about other things that need more of your mental focus. The second reason we do this is we as humans want a complete picture, and our brains also have the incredible ability to finish the story, so to speak, and add in all of those missing pieces. But the problem is sometimes those pieces are wrong, and then we create the wrong story. And then the third reason why we do this, our assumptions can be from learned behavior, either from our family, our parents and siblings, or how we were taught as a child. For example, if you grew up assuming that if you argue in a marriage, it means you have a bad marriage, but that might not be the case at all. It could be, but many times arguments, and I'm talking about controlled arguments, many times they can be healthy. It means that both people are expressing their opinions and trying to get to a common ground. So when talking about assumptions, yes, they can be neutral or sometimes even helpful as in the idea that your brain works more efficiently when they assume that the ride to work will be easy and those kind of things. But most times making assumptions breeds negativity and can be detrimental, which you assume something and you're telling yourself something that might not even be true. And problems can come up when you respond to a situation where you might not know the complete picture. To add on to this, when you have negative assumptions, they perpetuate negative thoughts and then even more negative thoughts. So let's keep going with an example similar to the one at the beginning. Say you call your girlfriend and she doesn't call you back that day or the next day or the next. And you begin to think, oh my gosh, is she mad at me? Or maybe she's upset because I told her I couldn't go to her daughter's recital. And you go on and on, just making it all worse and worse. When the real story is this. Your girlfriend got your voicemail. She loved it and she thought, oh good, I'll call her back later when the kids are at their friend's house. But then she got distracted and she got a phone call and then she had to deal with that. And then one of her kids ended up not going to their friends and wanted to watch a movie together. And then she totally forgot to call you back that night. And then the day next day rolls into the next day. And then as a mom, you know how this is. (laughs) It just goes, it goes like that. And it has nothing to do with you. It's just life. But why? Why do we assume the worst? There is something that when you do this, when you're thinking the absolute worst about a situation or event, this is called catastrophizing. And it's really a bad habit, a bad way of thinking that you can fall into. And what catastrophizing really is, it's a protective mechanism. Because when we think to ourselves, oh, if I think the worst, then when the worst doesn't happen, I'll feel much better. It causes a lot of anxiety because your brain actually can experience it so deeply you think it's really happening. 
This is a bad habit that is formed many times because of a bad experience that happened that you weren't prepared for in the past. So in order to protect yourself, you start imagining the worst possible scenarios so you don't feel it as deeply or you're not caught off guard the next time. So what are the ways to stop making these negative assumptions? I'm going to talk about four ways. Number one, what else could be the situation? The more we think a thought, the more we think it's true. That's the whole brain thing, going to the easiest, I think this way so often way of thinking. We need to stop this and we need to think what else could be happening. Going back to the example about your girlfriend not calling you back, instead of assuming the worst or thinking she's mad at you or all of that, maybe she was busy. What else could it be? Maybe she was distracted, like many times people can be, and it truly has nothing to do with you. So train your mind to see other ways of why something is. That's a really effective way to stop making untrue assumptions. The second way is a piggyback on the first, and that is to question why. Ask yourself why something happened the way it did. You're analyzing here what happened, and you're asking multiple questions to get to another way of thinking. Let's take a different example to illustrate this. Say last year you were invited to go with some girlfriends to one of the friends' cabin up north. There were seven of you and you all had a blast the entire weekend. It was amazing. That was last year. This year, you saw a picture on Instagram and they all went and you didn't even remember being invited. You were upset. You wanted to know like, wow, what happened? You went down the downward spiral we talked about. Wow, don't they like me? Are they mad at me? The whole thing. But stopping and really asking why. Why am I not there this year? Think about it. Maybe you remember something that you said to one of your friends that you really wanted to spend some quality time this summer with your kids. So that meant that they thought you wouldn't be wanting to go. Or maybe you remember thinking you said something that maybe they thought was rude and you never followed up and revisited it. So maybe they were offended and then they didn't want you to go. You get the point here. Asking why you weren't invited or why that situation happened, whatever the case, might bring up some other thoughts or memories that fill in the blanks with more facts instead of negative assumptions. Okay, we're at number three. The third way is to reach out and talk. And I know this sounds so basic, but trust me, we've all been in situations where we've gone down a rabbit hole of trying to fill in the blanks, all these things with negative thoughts, assumptions, all of it, when all we had to do is reach out and talk, have a conversation to clear the air, so to speak. Let's take a work example. Say you have a great working relationship with a big client of yours, and they love the work you're doing with them, and you're working on another big campaign for this client. Let's give this person a name right now just for ease. Let's say her name is Deb and you're developing a new marketing strategy for Deb's division. You've been working on the campaign for a while, but you notice she hasn't been checking in as usual. You've left her a few messages and she hasn't called you back. You start thinking and you start questioning your strategy. Maybe she doesn't like my ideas. Maybe this is a bad strategy. Maybe she's shopping for a different agency. Maybe she's, and all of these negative thoughts start coming in your mind. This is when, or even before you start that that whole negative trail, this is when you pick up the phone or you visit Deb to have a conversation. Tell her you haven't chatted in a while and ask how things are going. And then you hear. She's so frustrated. She lost two of her most valuable team players and she's working so long to try to get everything done. She apologized and then she says, but I love what you're doing. I'm so excited for the campaign. Wow, 
(laughs) What a difference, right? So different than what you were thinking. This happens so often and in so many areas of our life, our jobs and our relationships, so many situations. So I'm telling you just to stop and just have a conversation and get clarity is huge. The last and fourth way I'm going to talk about is if it gets really bad, when we start really catastrophizing and thinking the ultimate worst, that's when you need to talk to someone else to gain a different perspective. Maybe you're so worried you can't get a hold of your mom or dad. They aren't answering their phone or, oh my gosh, maybe they're hurt or your husband isn't calling you back and is he okay? Those situations when you might begin to have that panicky feeling or you start to really think bad thoughts, that's when you need to go into action and start calling others. Start asking questions and get some perspective. Instead of trying to to use incomplete information and fill in the blanks and all of those negative things that can fill in those blanks, take positive steps toward finding out the real facts of the situation. It really helps. Maybe you called your mom or dad and they weren't home, but then you decided, let me call the neighbor. And then she said, oh, they have physical therapy on this day, don't they? And then, oh, yeah, right. You get the point. You know, maybe she forgot her phone or start thinking of things from a different perspective. And it really will help you not assume the worst. Okay, I'm being spontaneous. And I'm going to say I'm going to do the rest of this episode in the next episode. I'm going to make it a two-parter because I definitely don't want it to take too long and drag on. And the second part of how to not take things personally is really important. I actually debated if I should separate it out anyway. So I think it feels good and I hope you agree. So let's do a recap on this first part about how to not make assumptions. We talked about why we do it. First, our brain searches for patterns in our thinking or in our behavior. The second reason we do it is we're just human and we want a complete picture. Our brains try to add the missing pieces. And the third way is, you know, it's a learned behavior, either from our family or how we were taught as a child. Then we talked about the four ways to stop making these negative assumptions. Number one was to think about what else could be the situation. And number two is kind of a piggyback on the first one, and that's to ask why. Ask more questions why. The third one is to just reach out and talk, have a conversation. And the fourth one is to talk to someone else to gain perspective. Before I conclude, I really want to let you know, I'm going to be taking off the month of July. We have a a family vacation planned, so I really want to spend that quality time with them. I'm really excited. If you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, I have 25 episodes, and I encourage you to do that and catch up if you need to, and I, I truly appreciate it as well. You know, working on ourselves and making the effort to be better or change our thinking for the better, all of this, if we work on it every day, really does make an impact, not only in our lives, but in our relationships or at work, in so many facets of life. So I'll be back the first week of August, and I just wanted you to know that, and we'll continue this part two of how to not take things personally. Let's wrap up. Remember, all of this takes practice and time. Our brains are amazing, but they're super stubborn at times. So bad habits are just hard to break and it takes work. And making negative assumptions are really just bad patterns or habits. We can totally change and it's just worth it. Working on these things is so worth it. It alleviates a lot of anxiety and negative thinking from your daily life. And it just allows you to feel free. So to close, I want to share a quote that I found, and it's from Henry Winkler. 
And he says this, assumptions are the termites in relationships. (laughs) It really does make you think, doesn't it? I hope you have a wonderful July. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you back here in August. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Please share it with a friend who you think would enjoy it as well. If you haven't done so, I would love it if you could give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That would mean so much to me and it would help get the word out for the podcast. I will look forward to next week. Seeing you here, same time, same place. Have a great week.